Watch it. Boys breaking. Yeah, we got Sunset Surski Series races on both Tuesday and Thursday, and now the dash for cash is done, which means there is only one more race of the Shore and Partners WA Race Week for 2023, and that is the iconic Doctor. Four races down, $180,000 is to be won across this week. It has been a hell of a week of racing, and we are so excited to see what will unfold tomorrow. My name is Sam Jordan. Thankfully, Mackenzie Heiner to stop vomiting to be able to get in front of the <laughs> microphone to join us now. Well, it wasn't quite your day yesterday in that third stop of the series, was it, Maka? No, it certainly wasn't, Sam. I, uh, I was actually pretty keen for it. I did all the right things. Felt the same as I did leading into the Tuesday. Tuesday was strong, but yesterday had a, a completely different story in order. But... Uh, Let's not get too bogged down on my performance. I've uh, kept some bickies in the tank and I'm pretty keen for this uh, huge doctor event tomorrow. Mate, understandably so. And it just goes to show we're seeing it all week with certain athletes. If you are not at the peak of your fitness, at the peak of your health on a given day, it is a big difference because the racing is so tight across this week. And Thursday was another really strong example of that. It was hot. In fact, it was even hotter than uh, what it had been so far this week, a top of 39 degrees in Perth. Uh, it was flat. There was absolutely... Head, headwind. Headwind, actually. Headwind, even. Okay. Yeah, at the end, the last 4K. But the cream rose to the top. This is our they race did. recap sponsored by Vicobi. Let's start with the men. In 10th place was Ironman Kendrick Louie. Ninth was defending race week champion Corey Hill. Eighth was Oscar Jones. Seventh, Hank McGregor. Sixth, Nicholas Notton. Fifth was Hector Hennot. Fourth, Matthew Fenn. Third was Gordon Harbrecht. Second, Spanish veteran Walter Bazan. And in first place, he's the master of these sunset races, Isn't was Tommy ever. Norton. Maka, it was one of the most thrilling races that we have seen. The finish was so tight. The top three separated by less than a second. Tommy Norton. Who would have thought that Tommy Norton would be the fastest man up the beach consistently? But I guess that's what happens when you have a sprint finish with Gordon Hartbrecht. Gordon did have a boat length lead coming into the sand, but the run finish, which I have to say does look even longer this year, saw Tommy rise to the top. Maka, what did you make of that finish? Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't anywhere around to watch it unfold live or in real time. Um, I was the same as you, saw some footage of it. Uh, I know that Tommy uh, Hector actually did a lot of work in this race, didn't sort of let anyone else lead from the front. Uh, and so, yeah, instead of taking wash leads and like being able to break everyone, Hector was just going and then it sort of allowed Gordon who was off the pace to go on the inside and actually put a bit of a sneak attack so he paddled back to them after wow. being dropped yeah proper like just electric um and those guys are a little bit rested and then I said to Gordon today or spoke to him and he said I, I knew that like I'm the weakest finisher here so I need to put the hammer down 
And he did that right up until the end. He had that Bone Lake lead. But not only is it just a run up the beach, it's actually a get off, take your craft, an extra 15, 20 metres up a rise, drop it on the rise and then run up the beach. So it certainly favours someone that's done surf life-saving racing like Tommy Norton. Um, Even if he's not the fastest or by any means the best at that, he still has so much skill and experience in that area and it really does matter uh at the end of the race real ones will never forget tom norton coming third in the under 15 board race (laughs) on the beaches of perth in a sprint finish beating about eight people up the beach for that bronze medal i know tommy certainly hasn't forgotten he channeled that but there was a let's say an unnamed supporter on social media uh commenting on the video of the men's finish where gordon does get swamped and uh Look, he's the world's nicest man, but God is a big unit. He threatens to throw that paddle in anger about Num- three times. times. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone so like, like so like. If he got angry at me, I'd be so scared. But he looks so awkward, angry. I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying it was quite. It was quite funny to see. But I love the emotion, right? It means stuff. He he's probably number one we had we don't know the full race week results just yet but i think he's number one so he's got a target on his back yes we'll discuss that soon well that's exactly right now the comment did uh quite passionately i guess just as just as passionately reflect on why a surf ski event needs a run finish look i guess this is what we do in australia um i know that oscar chalupski watching that video would have had a fit uh seeing the length of that run finish it does ask the question though maka but you and I sit on the side of things where, look, I guess compared to the general ocean ski paddler, we're fucking lightning. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> You're not I think wrong. I, my, my claim to fame is that I beat Kendrick Louie up the beach in one of these races a couple of years ago. So we have a slightly different view, which is, oh, well, it benefits us and we can do it. But it, it is also part of the race. Gordon did get beaten up the beach a couple of times last year by Tommy Norton. I don't know. Do you have the perspective, Mac, that you just go and train for it if you know it's part of the race? Yeah, yeah, you should, you know what's going to happen. But look, I, I understand the ones that finish here at Sorrento. They're obviously coming to the beach. There's nowhere that could be done any differently. But I, I, I don't quite know if it needs to be done in these Tuesday and Thursday night races. There's an extremely prominent vantage point right there on the rocks. And there could be a gate that you paddle through. For time and time again, we talk about how bad this shorey takes people out, even if it's half a foot. People snap boats here on these Tuesday and Thursday night races. Mm. Like, does it need to be done? Like, they moved it last year that you actually, and we've spoken about it, that you actually had to drag your ski up to stop it from banging around in the water because it could become so congested with everyone in different start waves really finishing at the same time. Like maybe there is some merit to the fact that it doesn't need to be a run up the beach. It's an interesting discussion. I actually want to come back and have a chat about the course for this race a little bit later on. But for now, let's just single out some of those names in the top 10. Uh, For the overall race week point score, which... It hasn't been updated yet to include the Thursday night race and then also the dash for cash, which has just happened. But I guess that's largely inconsequential in terms of that point score. However, it'd be pretty close at the top between Gordon Harbrecht and Tom Norton, I dare say, given that all three of these major races have had equal point scores so far. But Corey Hill in ninth, 
Uh, Hate McGregor in seventh. They're both doing enough to still be within striking distance when it comes to that doctor tomorrow. Uh, Nicky Notton in sixth place, again in grueling conditions. It's so good to see Nicky's fitness holding up, his energy levels being able to be there. Uh, isn't that good just to see, you know, Nicky again at the front and even Hector Hennot and Matthew Fenn in the mix too. Good to see these young guys just holding their form. Yeah, it's. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for everyone. I think it's a really good thing for, for paddling. Like, Corey, last night we had dinner and he's like, I got be- beaten by a German, a Spanish, a French, <laughs> a South African, Australian. Like, that's amazing. I said, Corey, that's amazing for our sport, right? Like, yeah. it is actually awesome. Okay, maybe it's not ocean racing but in its like entirety but it's still really cool for the sport i'm just glad that everyone's here everyone's like ready to go put their best foot forward and like it's geez there's these next two races are going to be massive sean partners doctor and then the icf world championships is gonna be huge huge what about walter bazan just stepping off the plane his category is 40 to 49 but fuck he must be getting pretty close to 50 yeah and and grinding it out in the way that he did that is so impressive he's such an impressive paddler i mean he's got a bronze statue of him in in his hometown near the cellar descent so yeah he's he's no slouch of a paddler by any means he's been at the top of the game for centuries centuries decades maybe even centuries yeah it could well be centuries just a quick shout out to for a couple of paddlers outside of the top 10 that really impressive 11th was pierre viella the european a really good performance for him and nice you know you come all this way to australia to compete in what is the best downwind week in the world and it hasn't even had a single run it's nice that some of these guys are getting results Tupariah King was 12th yesterday he's the New Mm. Zealand paddler we know him for his OC paddling where he's one of the best in the world but he is really just continuing to come on in leaps and bounds uh, in his surf ski paddling so good and Ken Jenkinson was 13th overall too he's a Perth paddler he does do well in these flatter races and certainly did that yesterday all right that's our men done let's go over and check in with the women as well that top 10 in 10th place sasha torrens ninth phoebe woodhouse eighth was emily doyle seventh was nikki burkett sixth was saskia hockley fifth judith verges zifra fourth was georgia miller third was danielle mckenzie second was kira bester just three seconds ahead taking the win was Gemma Smith. She's on a perfect week, but that margin's coming back in as well, Maka. That's almost a carbon copy in terms of results from what we saw on Tuesday. I actually had to do a double take to make sure I wasn't <laughs> reading Tuesday's results right there. But again, we, we knew that the week was going to close the gap between Gem and the rest of the field. Just that little bit as everyone started to warm into it. But Gemma Smith's still on top. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Closing out races, a bit like Tommy Norton in the men's. She's been able to do it time and time again. She was definitely, you know, leaps and bounds uh, above the rest in that West Coast field. But like we, I mean, like we both said, and I definitely predicted the field has definitely come back and they're all within. I mean, it's hard to say what this this overall race week will look like given the three wins for herself. How, what does she actually need to do in the doctor to retain that title? It may just be a top five finish. I think and we can engrave a name on the trophy, can't we? Yeah, right. You're probably right. Unless so, unless she has a proper malfunction, 
then you'd safe you'd, you'd sort of say that she's a bit of a safe bet, right? And she, and deservingly so, right? She's done the work. She's won all three races so far. It's an incredible performance. Oh, in all in all conditions, right? Exactly right. Look, we're going to preview the doctor in a little bit, but just on that point that you make, Macca, what does she need to do? Well, one of her closest rivals for that overall point score, Michelle Byrne, has taken a big hit. She finished in 17th yesterday uh, in that race, which does kind of slide her down the rankings for that overall point score. Um, mm. But Kira Bester, mate, she's still there. As I said, three seconds. And, you know, they've pretty, yeah. come, they've pretty much come off side by side. So... Uh, I'm really I'm I'm praying that you guys get runs. I'm really hoping that we see a good. I'm really hoping that we see you know just something for everyone to work with tomorrow. Um, Danielle McKenzie again. She you know she's closing that gap to Gemma, but um, you know a solid week for Danny so far. Uh, Look, I I guess in terms of the women, it it all seems pretty clear cut at the moment, though, doesn't it? Yeah, you would say so. Um, DMAC probably hasn't done enough in the early part of this week to feature at the very pointy end of the race week. But, you know, she's a racer. There's no way that she's going to let this doctor slip by uh, without putting her best foot forward. And her best foot forward or best paddle forward is is enough to win this race. So maybe she's yeah. not going to win the race week, but like we saw it last, last year with Corey Hill winning the race week and not even finishing in the top three of the doctor. He said it. Um, we all felt it. It felt like a bit of a, a, missed, a missed win, a hollow victory, he said himself. So, you know, who knows what happens out of this this race week and into the doctor and what the results are and how that feeds into everyone's um, mentality going into the world champs because that's also something that you know you, you have to think about yeah for sure backer another grueling race yesterday but there wasn't much time to recover because the fourth round of the shore and partners wa race week was this morning just hours ago uh, i think everyone's still trying to catch their breath at the moment the dash for cash let's chat through those results now all right, let's go back to the men. Uh, I'm not going to run through a full uh, blow-by-blow, but essentially in short, Macca, I'm right in saying that there was five knockout races that paddlers had to navigate to get to that final hit-out. Uh, a heat, a semi, and then the three rounds of the finals where there's cash on each of those rounds of the finals um, before the main prize at the end. Well, this one's pretty easy to talk to. Canadian Olympian Simon McTavish, born and raised in Sydney, uh, but he didn't actually ever paddle in the surf growing up. He was always a flat water paddler. He's getting ready to go to his second Olympics in Paris next year, and he simply blew everyone away. He won all three of those finals. Uh, it was a very comfortable win in the final race as well, ahead of Oscar Jones in second and Murray Stewart in third. Good to see Muzz's name pop up as well. Mac. I guess it was no contest really for Simon. Really impressive. His stroke rate was like 10, 10, 20 strokes a minute higher than everyone else. Yeah. And not just like off the start, the whole way through. It was an impressive display of paddling. Um, he actually won all five races. So he ran his, wow. won his heat, won his semi, won the next one. He was somewhat challenged by Riley Fitzsimmons in the second last one. Um, and he, Simon actually won the sprint up the beach, which you find hard to believe for someone who's a just a proper sprint kayaker. Uh, and then, yeah, just ran away with it in the last one. He, he was really after it. I actually spoke to him. This is quite funny. <laughs> spoke to him after he ran the first, the heat and the semi. And he's like, oh, you know, 
I've paid paid for my trip here, and I'm thinking, dude, there's still th- three races to go. Like <laughs> you haven't won any money, and Hank's standing next to me going, and he's like puffing, and I'm like, he's like, oh, what? There's no. three races, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, dude, like. I don't know if he didn't listen. So, like, I'm actually super impressed too. I've, you've been in that situation. It's like someone telling you, like, okay, oh we've just done, God. like, 10, 10 four-minuters and we're going to do another four. Like, that's what... He's just gone from belting himself for two, thinking he only, only has to do three races total, to then going, oh, I've got to reset and now I've got to do three from now and they're yeah. going to be even harder. Yeah, yeah, that is out of control. Oh, that is classic. I tell you what, it says a lot about him though and his mentality. But we do have a couple of Olympians in the field. You mentioned Riley Fitzsimmons there. Riz won the last race last year. He's going to Paris next Mm. year. Um, But Simon, what Simon has is that Canadian Olympic program has always been so good in those two hundred meter events. Like the explosive speed that he has is is just unbelievable. So. Look, I guess uh, Simon can notch up a surf ski race win to his name, even if it wasn't quite five a... five uh, grand. Yeah, $5,000. Not bad for a day's work. Um, but uh, I don't think he's really expecting to figure too much tomorrow, uh, old Simon McTavish. But no, <laughs> certainly has a lot to celebrate now. So too does Danielle McKenzie, because just like Simon, she won all three finals of the women's dash for cash. Again, she had enough time to slow down that sprint up the beach. A little claim as she crossed the line ahead of Gemma Smith and Jasmine Locke in third. Danielle has been on that kayak program this year. She's chasing a spot at the Olympics next year. She's really pivoted away from her downwind paddling and her Ironwoman career as well. So I guess it's no surprise that she was so dominant today. Yeah, it was actually, it was pretty chalk and cheese, right? Um, She was just clear out in front every time all the way there was actually a little bit of a wave come close to the shore and it was almost enough it it pipped a few people in some of those earlier rounds because they get a bit complacent you're just racing for numbers you're trying to conserve energy to just get through into those elimination actual dash for caches where there is something on offer but yeah she she really just ran away with it in in each and every one too she never really looked challenged from about halfway in always at least half a ski length clear if not a whole ski length clear so i think there's something to be said for anyone on that sprint olympic program in uh the shore and partners dash for cash I think next year, who knows what, we'll probably just have a whole field of Olympians turn up, eh? I like it. It's easy as that. If you want to win $5,000, simply go to the Olympics and you will come <laughs> over here. You will come over here and do well. Um, but Maka, once again, this is when the, the week really starts to heat that bit up. Bit of ice bath action going on now, no doubt now across the city of Perth because all roads have led to here. The doctor is tomorrow. The most iconic downwind race in the world. Hopefully, we have some wind. We're going to chat about what we can expect in tomorrow's race in just a moment. But first, a message from our sponsors. Who are set up under the big top tent too at the moment. Pat Langley and the team from Vicobi with absolutely everything that you can imagine. Mac, and no doubt you've stopped in at the Vicobi setup a few times throughout the week. Do you know what? Pat said to me, Oh, what do you need? I know you've forgotten something. And I said, do you not listen to the podcast? I don't need anything. Sam's the one that forgets everything all the time. And I was like, no, I'm fine. So, but I will tell Sam to come 
when he gets here, although you are here a bit late, but they are staying on and opening, continuing shop to the ICF World Championship too. See, he's a paddler pat. He's got our interests at heart and he knows exactly what we're going to be doing here too, which is people forgetting stuff. Now, if you are listening at the moment, you also can benefit from the range that Vicobi has on offer because it's not just in person. Vicobi.com has everything that you need in order to get on the water and make sure you're doing it properly. And now I would assume based off no evidence, no preparation or research that there must be a Black Friday sale on at this very moment as well. Oh, yeah. Shit, maybe I'll have to go over. Maybe I will just pretend to forget something. There has to be Black Friday specials on because we know that Vicobi has their ear to the ground. Uh, Accessories, life jackets, paddling clothes. If you're listening in the heat of Australia, you might need a a UV rashy for tomorrow. If you're listening in the European winter, you need a rug up. Vicobi has it all. Vicobi.com, proud supporters of the paddler as well. They are the ones who are bringing you these race recaps throughout the week and they've always been such a strong supporter of us. So if you are looking to get into the market for some paddling gear, be a supporter of them as well. Vicobi.com. Well, it's easy for me to say, sitting here in Sydney after, look, what was a pretty big week of work, I have to say. Um, I have not checked. For anyone that can't can't see. (laughs) I have not checked the forecast for tomorrow. Now, Macker, I know you probably have a few times. What can we expect in the 20th running of the iconic Perth Doctor? I don't know. Oh. Um, Oh, okay. I don't... Well, this is the problem, right? Hearing everyone around, I don't know if they know because of how this heat wave is unfolding. God, that is so concerning. (laughs) I know... The, the, the hotter it is, the more variable the wind is, and it's super hard to predict. Um, some forecasts basically have it showing like a northeasterly oh all the way up until, God. which is which is genuine headwind, right? Yeah. And not like and for, we're talking fourteen knots northeasterly. Oh, okay. At like twelve, that was last night's forecast. Um, some of them, like Willy Weather, is a little bit more, a uh, little bit more optimistic. They have a bit a westerly, a west northwest, turning west southwest um, around the, the one, two, three o'clock. But it, it really only lifts up for a couple of hours, and then it just drops back off to, to blowing offshore again. So there's probably a little bit of a window, no doubt. Um, race organisers, um, Dino himself, he would he would have his, you know, ear to the ground more than anyone. Um, has been here doing it so many times and running it so many times. They, I don't know what the start time looks like. You would like to hope that they push it back as late as they can based on these reports because there is showing at least some sort of uh, wind is going to puff through. It's actually thinking today, like I, I know that actually they have a 20 knot limit to running the race now after that huge year where people were getting rescued by submarines and all the rest of it. So even like 14, 15 knots is perfect. We don't need any more. But if they do start super early on a super hot day, like it's sort of dangerous, right? It's 36 degrees, people are paddling along. Like at least if there's big surf and you've got to let off a flare, you get time to do it. If it's heat and you pass out, well, game over, right? Look, I absolutely don't. Uh, I don't envy Dan at all. Like it is a really, no. really tough job to try and get right. And at the moment, like 
it's really tough to know what to do with it. Like I'm on Seabreeze at the moment, which is, you know, famously inconsistent. How are you, how are you looking? Just to add to all of that confusion, like two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, 15 knots southwester. You know, like, so it's like, which it's charts do you, it is perfect. Which charts do you believe? It's the top of 39 degrees. So there's some real considerations that Dan and the team. So what, hang on, what do you got? I'm looking at Willy Weather. It's got 22 kilometers an hour from the west. All right. Well, so Seabreeze has got hey? 15 knots southwest. And then what? All right. Windy's got a headwind. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. So, God, your guess is as good as mine. Um, but all will be known soon enough. I guess the hard part as well is that throughout this week at the moment, you know, it's a really important part of, of being an athlete and, and racing. I'm not even just an elite athlete, like anyone taking part. You try not to let it get in your head because no matter what, you're racing tomorrow, right? Or at least for the elites anyway. Mate, if I'm over there yeah, for a beer and a downwind paddle and it's a 15 knot headwind, I'm not getting off that boat. Um, <laughs> but, but for everyone who is in that contention for the point score, you have to do it. Just saddle up, right? Like, who, you know, it is what it is. It's like everyone's in the same boat. You've just got to be prepared and, and put your best paddle forward. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's it. what will be will be. Um, some conditions are going to favour certain people and some are going to favour others. But it's a it's a race like no other. It's one that is, is a true test. It's not just like, you know, it's a full day out, right? You leave, you're up at 6 a.m. to race at 2 p.m. Now, and you're on the go the whole time. Like, that has effects on people. If you're not used to doing that, like, think about when you go to a downwind. You know, you do it at 2 o'clock, you're packed it in the car by 12.30, you get down there, you jump off your paddle. You've got to think about the six hours previous, if not longer, that you're going to be out on an island with little to no shade. How are you best going to cope and make sure that, you're ready and ripe to go at 2 p.m. At a start, I'd be going to Woolies and buying some kind of esky and, and maybe 10 bottles of water, honestly, and freezing half of them yep. and like being fully prepared, like spending money to take stuff over the island and put it in the bin and not bring it back. Like if, if you're sitting in that sun or you're at least sitting in that heat and you're not properly hydrated, it's race over. Um, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a really big part of the day, even when it's not heat wave conditions, let alone tomorrow. Just to look at the fields quickly, look, I guess on the women's side of things, uh, we did wonder how Danielle McKenzie's fitness was, how many K she had in the bank coming into this. As it stands, I would be surprised if Gemma Smith didn't win tomorrow. Um, you know, we've seen... That's, in, fair, that's fair to assume. We've seen in the wind, I guess, how dominant she was at the West Coast downwind last week. She's won both of the Tuesday, Thursday races this week. Kira Bestas certainly has what it takes to shake things up. So too, Michelle Byrne. Um, but I think at the moment, those paddler is a class above. I shouldn't write off Anna Swedish either. Like downwind, Anna is so, so impressive. And she actually had Gemma on the ropes last year in the doctor before she was beating up the beach. But we're not getting those downwind conditions tomorrow. So I just don't know if anyone can stop Gemma. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a fitness day out there. And you've got to think about the whole week. Like anyone that's coming off three wins, doesn't matter how tired you are, you're a winner, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's sort of easier to carry that momentum rather than trying to pull yourself and lift yourself back up. I said this, I've said this for ages. Like it's so much easier to carry momentum, having a good race at the start of the week, set yourself up, ready to go. Anyone that can pull themselves out of not having 
those good results into an exceptional one, like that's commendable in its own right. Yeah, exactly right. And that's not to write off DMAC as well. Like I think if no. anyone, I think genuinely if anyone is going to beat Gemma, it can only be DMAC. You know, Kira's been so impressive, but I just think DMAC has that X factor. She has that experience. She's the literal defending champion. Like, um, and, and we know how fit she is over these endurance races as well. So uh, the men's side of things though, not that the women's is clear cut, mm. but God, the men's is a minefield. Um, one thing I would say to start is that like in the last two races, these shorter 11K races, we've seen some of our uh, younger or more emerging paddlers like Matt Fenn, your Hector Hanots, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, like we're seeing Walter overnight, Gordon too, like all these guys at the front. It's not going to be the same kind of race tomorrow. And this is assuming it's Ooh. flat conditions for a moment. Let's just assume it is completely flat. I still think it's going to be a very different race. And I come back to our proven champions, Corey Hill at the front of it, Hank McGregor, Maka. I know you've shown enough to know that you'll be in the mix as well because it is a very different race over that kind of distance. Yeah, I. it's, it's actually ocean paddling tomorrow, right? Um, not to take away from what the Tuesday and Thursday night was, but it, like we were paddling 50 meters from the shoreline. You know what I mean? There's not, there's nothing going on. You're, you're at most what 13 kilometers in the middle of the ocean. Um, there's always residual swell. There's always re- residual runs, something to chase. And I think even if it is flat, unless it's a headwind, um, there will be something there to chase and it will see those those ocean paddlers that that know the ocean know how to push in that sort of stuff know when to conserve know when to really attack come to the front of the field and i mean it's what it's nearly uh no it's it's two and a half times longer than what we saw on tuesday and thursday night like there's people that are getting to the end of the Tuesday and Thursday night that can barely stand up and barely walk. Now, how do they cope when we do that again? It's like, oh yeah, paddle from there back to the start and then almost paddle back here. So look, I think it is a bit of a fitness game, but I think there's still, there's going to be an element element of skill, even if it is relatively flat. Yeah, I think for anyone who is listening who is actually going to race in the doctor tomorrow and is maybe a little bit further back in the field too, that would be my advice as well is like, whatever you do, like don't burn yourself at the start. Like that first yeah, that first kilometer spot. is an absolute death trap for people tomorrow. Um, and I think Isn't a it? lot of people are going to fall for it. Um, but it's all still the same stuff. Make sure you get that line set properly. Like don't lose sight of the basics in what you need to do because there is going to be a little bit of movement out there. No matter which direction it's in, there is going to be movement and, and you need to be able to have the energy in that last 6K to make the most of it because you either are going to get the classic runs that line up from the cardinal marker to the finish or God forbid, if it's a headwind at the end, like you need <laughs> it in the tank. Um, you know, one comment I will make about Corey is that um, speaking to him this week, he was a lot more nervous to race the Tuesday, Thursday than he was the Saturday. And I guess he kind of pointed towards Molokai this year, which was hot, it was flat and he broke the field and won. So uh it's anyone's guess tomorrow though like who knows what we're going to get i think Corey and Gemma are definitely your athletes to beat just a word on Corey too i i finally got around to posting the article um of Corey's kind of contribution to the race week this year as well now forever a humble champion Corey wouldn't confirm this but you know i think we all do know that Corey's 
was motivated to put money onto the overall prize money for both the men and women in the doctor because of the fact that a bit of a reshuffle of funds this year saw the prize money of the doctor drop, uh, perhaps in line with some of the other things that are on offer too. And Corey thought that the doctor should be, you know, the most valuable, the the, the number one race of the week. And, you know, he's, he's tipped his own money into it through his accounting firm, Sand Hill Accountants. And not only should that be, I guess, recognized as much as he may not want it to, don't worry, I wouldn't run a story if I didn't if I didn't know it was true, but you'll never get confirmation out of him. Um, he also sponsored a Tahitian paddler, Mahana, to come out to Australia for the first time and compete in the week as well, which is something I did not know about Macca until this week. Um, as friends, I didn't Corey, know until I saw it? it on social media. Isn't it yeah, incredible? Yeah, best mate, didn't, had no idea. It's so cool. Like, that's, that's, talk about giving back. That is the epitome of that in, in our sport and being able to do that for someone is oh it gives you goosebumps it's cool right really really special um so congratulations to Corey on that mate that's something you can certainly be proud of and i did just realize too when we we're speaking about the course of the doctor i did tease a little moment before i said oh i've more i'll have more to say about the course of the tuesday thursday in a moment Uh-oh. what i did want to say earlier that i may as well add now i feel like it was such a missed opportunity from the organizers of the sunset series not to have at least one of those tuesday thursday races as an out-and-back circuit lap course like they did last year. I thought that was so innovative. It was so exciting last year to race over three three-kilometer laps because you could watch the whole thing unfold right before your very eyes. It was tactical. It was exciting. The groins along the beach at Perth kind of allow you to, to get a really good vantage point. And it was so unique to our sport. I thought maybe it would have been considered, like, uh, given the fact that there was no runs anyway, I thought it would have been cool to add to. You're not wrong. And you know what? It makes sense. It was a fuck, it was a headwind yeah. on yesterday. Like, so we could have done that round course exactly the same as what it was last year. And it would have been great. Like you said, it was, it was definitely a crowd favorite, right? You didn't get to paddle, but you got to see the whole thing unfold. In, oh, geez, the whole thing unfold. Um, and it was you didn't exciting. have to rely on me for some no, race report. No, and it was yeah, so it was exciting. Cool, right? Like, as a spectator, like, it was one of few... In fact, it was the only race. You can stand there and you can watch the whole thing happen. Like, I think it should be something that should be considered. I remember saying at the time last year that I wanted that course, regardless of what the wind was like this year, on one of those days, you know? That's how exciting I found it. So, I don't know, maybe something to consider there moving forward. But for now, it's all about tomorrow. The last race of the Shore and Partners WA Race Week. It is the iconic Perth Doctor. And we will have a breakdown of that race some point on Sunday, Macca. Will we? Yes, we will. <laughs> You're going to be better. in Perth anyway. Yes, I'm going to be at Saturday. work. Certainly not Saturday. Um, but we cannot wait to talk through it. It's going to be a classic race. Good luck to everyone taking part. Thank you to everyone who has listened. Until Sunday, make sure you rest. Drink plenty of water. Yes. Take care. And Watch enjoy. Easier said than done, that one. <laughs> 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 with Sam and Matt.